This time next year. Written and read by Liz Hines. Mum phoned to tell me that the nurse had rung her. Mum was very relieved. Auntie Millie's contraception is a Zimmer frame. She also mentioned that Dad knows the man with the shed whose wife's body was never found. Word at the golf club is that she ran away with the undertaker who buried her mother. I can empathise with that. To a vulnerable woman a kind word can be a great aphrodisiac. Although I would have thought carefully before choosing to swap a man with a shed for a man who handles dead bodies on a daily basis. 22nd of September, Monday. The plumber arrived at 9.20. I took him into the kitchen and explained the problem. Hmm, he said. Hmm. He pulled the washing machine out from its slot under the work surface and started to unscrew the back. Should you do that, I said. What's that then? Should you take the back off while it's still plugged in and switched on? Hmm, probably all right, but if you want me to, I'll unplug it. Do you want me to then? Secretly, I suspected that a quick shock would do him the power of good, but I didn't think my home insurance would cover it, so I said, I think it would be best. I don't want a dead body on my floor. Not first thing on a Monday morning. He looked at me, nodding thoughtfully. I unplugged the machine while he thought. He lifted the top and looked inside. Well, nothing obvious there. He leaned over to look at the back. Ah, that's the problem, see? What? 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 I tried to peer over, but he took up most of the space. You've come undone. Your pipes, they've come apart. And see, look, that's why. He rummaged around a bit and then held up a sock. You've got a sock stuck, see? And the pressure likely pushed the pipes apart. And then you get a flood. See, I knew it wouldn't be anything serious. He screwed the two pipes back together. That's the beauty of these old machines. Nothing much to go wrong with them. He collected his tools back together and then said, I won't push it back for you now. You'll want to clean behind it. I could think of no earthly reason why he should think this. I was tempted to ask, but didn't trust my mouth to speak, so I nodded while grinding my teeth. Right, that's call out 35 plus parts. Let's call that £10. That takes us to, let's say, a nice round 50. I nodded mutely and went to get my handbag. A cheque, all right? I'd rather not, if you don't mind. Cash would suit me better. Won't have to go into the bank then. Oh, I don't have 50 in cash on me, I'm afraid. What you got then? Mm, about 35, I think. That'll do. You give me that and we'll call it quits. Call it quits? Call it quits, my ass. I pay £35 for a charlatan to come late and destock my pipes and he calls it quits. I call it daylight robbery. I'm going to check out evening classes. There must be some on home maintenance. And they might even be run by an attractively handy man, thus killing two birds with one stone for me. Not that I need a man. I am quite capable of doing anything a man can do. Except perhaps peeing out of train windows and opening pickle jars. I felt obliged to clean under the washing machine and I am amazed at what can get into such a small gap. As well as seven grapes I found £1.35. I'm surprised the plumber didn't notice it and suggest adding it to his fee as a tip. Two francs, three pens, something that looked like a shriveled up mouse, 
but I'm sure it's nothing of the kind, and a Lego brick, in spite of the fact that Lego has not been played with in this house for at least ten years. But if it had been a mouse, I would have found dropping, surely. Most probably it was a piece of cheese gone mouldy and hairy. Perhaps I should get a cat. A cat would not only catch mice, but also would be good company, especially now I am alone. It would curl up on my lap in the winter and greet me with a friendly meow when I got home from work. It would be much nicer than coming into an empty house, and it might help slow down the onset of insanity. I noticed that Mr Price next door gave me a strange look when he heard me saying, Hello, house, when I came home tonight. And if Mr Price thinks I'm strange, I must be in serious trouble indeed. 24th of September, Wednesday. Bev phoned. Before I had even managed to say hello, she was off. Have you seen the evening mail today? No, I don't. Get the bottle opened. I'll be round in 20 minutes. Bev came in, waving her copy of the evening mail. Look at this. It's just what you need, Alice. I scanned the page it was open at, but the only thing that stood out was an advert for Motability Scooters. I feared Bev's latest idea was going to involve deception on my part. No, I don't think that's a good idea, I said firmly. Why not? It's perfect. Oh, Alice, you're such a downer on everything. Pippa, who'd come with Bev, had taken the paper and was reading it and nodding. Well, it's a possibility, she agreed. Just a minute. I don't want men just because they feel sorry for me. Well, you'd all be in the same boat. Why would anyone feel sorry for you? It's nothing to feel ashamed about. Nothing to be ashamed about? Taking advantage of people's good natures? Making them think I'm something I'm not? I'd be ashamed. And what would happen afterwards? How long would I have to keep up the pretense? And what do you mean we'd all be in the same boat? Alison, Pippa said, what do you think Bev is suggesting? Pretending to be disabled, of course. What? Bev yelped. What on earth gave you that idea? The motability scooters. That's what you were pointing at, wasn't it? Bev and Pippa both burst out laughing. Oh, Alison, you're a star. Try again, Alice, and this time read the bit just next to the advert for the scooters. I read aloud. Walco's to start singles night. What does that mean? Bev sighed. Oh, you are hard work sometimes, Alice. One evening a week, Walco's is going to be aiming its marketing at single shoppers. Oh, I see. Oh, that's good. Oh, does that mean there'll be lots of special offers for one? Like, buy one, get it half price. Instead of buy three, get the fourth free, that they usually do. I mean, it was fine when Adam was here. We could eat four packets of chocolate biscuits in no time between us. But when it's just me, I do struggle a bit. So how will they do it, I wonder? Yes, yes, special offers will be part of it. But that's not all. They're going to be offering free glasses of wine. Oh, nice. And playing smoochy music. Smoochy music. Why would anyone want smoochy music when they're shopping? It would put me off. What I need when I'm shopping is something bright and lively and... Oh, Alice, you are so thick sometimes. The idea is that Walco's becomes a sort of dating agency. A dating agency? Yeah, it says in the article that they've piloted it in some of their stores and it's been a great success. They've even had their first wedding in Milton Keynes. 
It says the groom pushed his bride down the aisle in a shopping trolley. Oh. So they're introducing it all over the country, including here. It's going to be on Tuesdays, starting next week, so you'll have to go. Oh, I can't go on Tuesday. Up in Sticks is on television on Tuesday. Bev looked at Pippa. I think we're just in time, Pip. I hate to say it, Bev, but you could be right. No, honestly, it's reached a really exciting bit. The old couple who gave up everything and moved to France are facing disaster and... Suddenly I could hear myself. I ended lamely. But I don't shop at Walco's. That doesn't matter, for goodness sake. You can still go. Oh, but I don't like their frozen veg. It's not half as good as... Alice! You're not going shopping for food. You're shopping for a man. Bev sighed again. You talk to her, Pippa. I'll open another bottle of wine. I think it's worth a try, Alice. I mean, where else can you meet single men in a safe, non-threatening environment? There's just nowhere. I don't know. It still sounds a bit scary. Don't worry, I'll come with you, Bev said. I didn't like to say that made it even scarier, so I just said, Doesn't that defeat the object of it being singles? We won't walk together. I'll be a few steps behind you. Then if you get approached by someone gross, I can leap in and rescue you. How? I don't know. I haven't thought that far. It was only in the paper tonight, for goodness sake. She shrugged. We can pretend we're gay or something. I'm very fond of Bev, but not that fond. Bev threatened to fetch her Leonard Cohen tapes from the car and play them all night unless I agreed to give it a try. I was defeated. What with dead mice and brain-dead plumbers, I've had enough misery for one week. I said I'd go with her next Tuesday. But I can't believe I gave in. I've never heard such a ridiculous idea. Who goes to a supermarket to get a date? Can I have a pound of sausages and a Harrison Ford look-alike, please? Preferably from his hand solo days. But it could be quite fun, I suppose. Although knowing my luck, I'd probably get the Darth Vader look-alike. Although I've often thought that the heavy breathing he does is quite sexy. Good grief. I'm finding Darth Vader attractive. I need to take drastic action. At least shoppers in Walco's are likely to be human, or close to it. 30th of September, Tuesday. There were hundreds of people going into Walco's tonight. The entrance hall was decorated with pink and blue balloons and banners welcoming everyone, whether you're looking for love or loo rolls. A girl in a short skirt was handing out glasses of wine. I hope she wasn't intending to hang around all evening. I could already see men dribbling. I took a sip of my wine. Bev downed hers. Right, you go first. I'll be close behind if you need me. If you pull, I'll make myself scarce. Otherwise, I'll meet you back here at... She looked at her watch. 8.30, OK? But it's only ten past six. It won't take me that long to do my shopping. Bev sighed. Concentrate, Alice. Why are you here? It was my turn to sigh. To meet a man. Right, so take your time, have a good look round, and don't rush, OK? I nodded. Then, let's get to work. And I, what's that I see? Potential at three o'clock. I felt like a fighter pilot going out to shoot down baddies. I turned to my left to see if I could spot Potential. Not there, you idiot, over to your right, Bev hissed. I missed potential because by the time I'd given Bev a dirty look and turned to my right, 
there was no one in sight. It's been a while since I shopped in Walco's, and I was pleasantly surprised by the variety of goods on display. I was just sniffing strawberries when a voice behind me said, Does that tell you something? I turned round to face David Davis. Not that I know of. Do you mind if I ask why you were doing it then? I like the smell. Ah, of course. Eminently sensible. I thought I could see just the hint of a smirk appearing. How are you, Alison? Very well, thank you. And you? Yes, very well. There was a moment's silence, then we both spoke at once. After you, David said. Do you come here often? I sparkled. I often pop in on the way home from work. It's never usually this busy at this time of day, though. No, well, it's the first one. I expect the interest will wane after a few weeks. First what? Singles night. Singles night? You know, Walco's attempt at a dating agency. The look on his face told me everything. He peered around. James Brown's, you're my first, my last, my everything, was belting out of the loudspeakers, and everywhere you looked there were men and women behaving like they were in a nightclub, not a supermarket. You didn't know, did you? I had to ask the obvious. He shook his head, appalled. Then he looked at me and said slowly, You said you don't usually come here. You mean you've come for the singles night? I wished I could think of a convincing lie. David replaced the punnets of strawberries he had put in his basket. I think I'll leave my shopping for now. There's nothing I need urgently. I'll see you around, Alison. Bev marched over. Oh, Alice, what on earth did you say to him to make him rush off like that? He was a bit gorgeous. That was David. David? Oh, you mean David of the firing clods. Oh, Alice, what a waste. Oh, well, he's gone. Better get back to the basics. And some of these specimens are pretty basic. I tried to push David out of my mind, but the look of horror on his face when he realised what he'd walked into and what I was involved in kept coming back to me. As a result, I was cheerless to a schoolteacher who said he was researching e-colours in soft drinks, irritable to an eco-fiend who was after his orgasmic oats in cereals and downright rude to a dirty mac in cleaning. On the way out of Walco's, I was stopped by a very pleasant young girl who said she was from the evening mail and could she ask us a few questions. Bev pushed me forward and said, she'll talk to you. As the girl was so friendly and interested in everything I said, I felt I couldn't be too harsh. Instead, I said I thought it was a good idea of Walco's to try to bring people together in this way and that if more people made the effort to get on, there would be fewer wars. I even managed to bring in a rather astute comment about the Prime Minister taking a lead from Walco's. I also said it was good to see the single person being catered for and getting the service they deserved. I wasn't keen to have my photo taken, but the reporter insisted it would be timely and they would only use it if nothing better came up. And it's sure to. Later, I've just reread last entry. Obviously, I mean organic oats. I must remember to destroy my diary if death ever appears to be imminent.